Welcome back, everybody, to a special bonus episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry, and I got with me a swan. Hi! And Curtis. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> you don't have a title. <laughs> no, I have no title. Yeah, no. Anyway, suck, man. I'm too cool for titles. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, who needs them? Uh, how you guys been? I'm Pretty doing standard. great, man. Yeah, um, Swan's doing extra great because it, this is not technically the beginning of uh, what we've been doing. We uh, no, we've had a couple of drinks. Yeah, I'm we. Dead um, so what you're about to hear is the conversation that we had on our YouTube live stream, and we talked about Marianne Eves and her departure from Castle and Key, and what she has ahead of her in the future. And I think we did a pretty good job of staying fairly positive with the conversation. I know that there's been some controversy around people being negative about her leaving and, you know, the implications of whether or not her bourbon's going to be any good. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it, it was kind of enjoyable. What would you guys think of it? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, th- the thing you got to realize is it's all speculation. Obviously, because nobody knows mm-hmm. what's going on with her. And then, also, we have so many more positives than any negatives we can bring up for, for Marianne. I mean, she's just absolutely killing it in the industry, and I think she'll continue to do so. Yeah, I think it was a really uh, constructive and analytical kind of conversation. Yeah. Um, it's not something that we really do on the on the show too much, is, like, break down current events. Yeah, yeah. And... and you know, there's not enough information out at this point in time to really form, for me, a overall opinion on, well, this happened because of this. Um, yeah. But with that being said, I think there are some things that you can take away from it and, and understand. And I think that we did a good job of, of keeping it, showing all sides of the, yeah, sto- of, I, of the story of what we know. I agree. And, you know, the the main takeaway for us was that she's allowed to make these kinds of decisions. She's allowed to go and do her own thing. If it wasn't bourbon, that's okay. But she deserves to find some kind of happiness in whatever job she heads into in the future. Yes. So with that being said, we're going to turn it over to past Perry Curtis and Swan. And you get to check out that conversation. So please enjoy that. We're here to talk about bourbon. We're here to talk about stuff that's been going on in uh, in the bourbon world over the past couple of weeks. And most importantly, of course, um, we're going to be talking about the fact that Marianne Eves left Castle and Key. Which... I was not expecting in any sense of the word. I was unaware. I, I it just totally threw me for a loop. Yeah, it kind of blindsided me. I didn't I didn't see it coming. And I also hadn't heard, you know, any kind of comments or any like rumor like any kind of rumblings before it either. I never did either. Yeah. Never heard a single word about it before it happened. I have to be Which honest might, that might have been that's Why? probably the good thing that she did it that way, because there'd be so much pressure from people to stay, because she is so tied to that, at Castle and Key. Yeah. When, when you say pressure, what do you mean? 
I think there was a lot of people that really thought she should have stayed until the bourbon came out. At least the first batch. We'll we'll get to that and some some kind of speculation about all of that as well in a minute. But so when when I found out, I was just at work. I just happened to open up Facebook, and the very first thing at the top was a post from Mary Ann. Mm-hmm. And it said, my time at Castle and Key has been wonderful, but, you know, it's time for me to move on to more things. She said, I'm not leaving Master Distilling behind or leaving Distilling behind. There are just more things that I want to do. And I was like, what an interesting way of putting that. Because it sounds like to me that that means that she grew tired of it or it kind of soured on her, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because she hasn't had a lot of time as a master distiller. But at the same time, she's been thrust into the spotlight in such an interesting way that maybe she was tired of that. Maybe she did want to try other new things. Excuse me. But how? What were your all's initial reactions when you found out about it? To me, I just thought she, and this was just my initial thought, is she seemed like she was enjoying, especially from your podcast, doing some of the more botanical spirits and things, that she really just wanted to delve into that for a little bit. Maybe that was just a direction she wanted to take for a little while. Because, I mean, master distilling, I guess, doesn't have to pertain to bourbon. We just associate that with that so much. Um, And... It, it could be that she just wants to kind of adventure into her own space for a little bit, whether that's bourbon or an American whiskey or something along those lines. Yeah, my initial reaction was just, uh, well, at first, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I was, like, completely shocked or anything like that. It was more of just like, well, that was unexpected, <laughs> you know? And, I, and I, after reading the post, uh, I, I had gotten it after... Uh, I saw the the podcast retweeted. Yeah, and I my initial thought was, well, it seems like there's something that she just wanted to be doing it. Um, you know, there was something else, and and she's always been into the scientific, the science of kind of distilling and mixing and the the research behind and like the grains and the actual kind yeah. of stuff. So I felt like maybe that has a little something to do with it. And with that said, I, you know, I don't want to like come off as like thinking I know what she was thinking. Well, sure. There's no way of doing that. Yeah. Uh, it, I just was, it caught me off guard, I think is more my reaction to it. And like Swan was saying that maybe, maybe that's more of something she wanted to go into. Maybe there's more to Distilling rather than just bourbon. Well, I, I hate to play the the numbers card or the money card, but it always kind of seemed like, and it wasn't until I was able to have conversations with her in person, it always seemed like the, the gin and the vodkas were being released as distilleries, upstart distilleries typically will do, to make money in the interim before the whiskey actually hits the shelves. Mm-hmm. But I, I do agree with you to an extent that maybe she did have a little bit more of a passion for crafting botanical 
spirits. Yeah, and I mean, you, you also got to think like there's so many distilleries that put out products to start off with that I don't even know that they make. Like if you look at um, Wilderness Trail, when I the first time I heard of them is when they put out their their first release of their weeded match bill bourbon. Mm-hmm. Well, they made a sorghum rum for a long time before that, just yeah. to, as kind of a moneymaker. But with Castle and Key, the second that they were like, hey, we're putting out a vodka, and we're putting out a, a gin that's going to be a bourbon drinker's gin. Yes. I went and got one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I immediately went and got one. And I remember seeing pictures of Chad getting one signed at Liquor Barn. I mean, it was a big deal. And just to know that she put in the effort to make it more of a bourbon drinker's gin, it really kind of gained some popularity, at least where it was distributed. Yeah. I think what would be an interesting topic after we, you know, speak about this is maybe if we could get her on the show to talk about. Yeah, and I I would love to I would love to have her on somewhere down the line. Yeah, yeah. And and the reason is because she seemed so ready to step back from the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, one of my immediate reactions was, you think she'll be on the show to talk about this? Like, I'll, I'll just send her a quick yeah. little message and, um, you know, make something out of it. But, yeah. but I, I decided against that and, and realized that th- this is probably, and more than likely, not probably, more than likely hard for her in terms of a transition. This is basically transitioning careers. That's hard to do. Yeah. yeah. So I want I wanted to make sure that, you know, she had enough space and we'll get to yeah. her to get to that eventually. Yeah, and I'm like, sure it was a well, you know, analyzed and thought out like decision, you know, like I think. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. I don't want to put my tinfoil hat on too much. Nah, do it, Perry. I love it. Well, okay. So we had a we had a Patreon only Google Hangout the other night, and of course this topic came up, and and this is kind of why that's kind of why I wanted to get into this a little bit deeper. This is why I wanted to actually take the time to compose some thoughts and present them and make my opinion clear on the matter, right? Brian Allred, one of the patrons, uh, friends of the show, brought up the point that he felt like she was kind of being pushed out. Okay? The reasoning being that she essentially wasn't moving fast enough with getting her product out. And unfortunately, bourbon is a waiting game. Or fortunately, I mean, depending upon how you look at it. But, you know, in this case, and if if that assumption is to be true, that would imply that they were just getting tired of waiting. And of her saying... It'll be ready when it's ready. What do you guys think about that possibility? Because I I can see it being a reality, but I don't know if it's necessarily what happened. I mean, 
I feel like it's probably a possibility because I have to imagine every single person that saw her that was excited for the bourbon, they're like, hey, when's that bourbon going to be ready? Like, it's got to be the first question. Oh, I'm sure she heard it every day for four years. Yeah, and that's that's got to be rough. But on the other hand, I mean, you could say that for almost every master distiller that's doing stuff. Sure. I mean, why do they keep stuff under wraps? The second they say they put something up on the TTB for, you know, just to put it out there and get the proof finalized and the label and all that... Then you're immediately bombarded, I'm sure, as a master distiller. Hey, when's the Weller Foolproof coming out? When's the Amrith of the Gods stuff coming out for Buffalo Trace? I mean, that's got to be something that Harlan's getting daily. Um, and he may not have any control over it. Well, I, I, I want to clarify something about that, too. Harlan Wheatley is a special case because he doesn't take a whole lot of time to be a public figure in the way that Marianne does. That's true, yeah. So... Where where Harlan is the master distiller, that's his title, that's his role, and he's not really the face of Buffalo Trace. Mary Ann was the face of Castle and Key. Yeah. That that was her brand. Yeah. And I mean you go And she kinda of brought the street cred to it. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely. Actually, I'm not even gonna say kind of, but I mean she brought the she brought the, the credit she brought the credibility to that brand. Yeah. in, in my personal opinion. Um, and so I think that it's definitely a possibility that could have happened. Um, I mean, obviously I'm not close enough to, or know, or, or like not an inside, don't have an inside source on, on that, on Castle and Key. But I mean, I definitely could see that being a possibility. On the other hand, you could also see it being like, Hey, maybe this is just a time that I, you know, I don't think this is the right position for me at the moment, at this moment in sure. time. And there's some other stuff I I want to be able to do, and uh, I will say that the timing it you know timing's not always right for some of those things, and just because you know they're about to be putting out their bourbon, there's a lot of factors that could could be played into why she decided to 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 uh, resign from it. Let's. Let's talk a little bit, too, about the possibility of whether or not she was pushed out. Let's just let that be... Let's just make that a hypothesis. Okay. If that is the case, do you guys have more or less faith... Or, okay, how, how about this? Does the way that you think Castle and Key, Bourbon and Rye could turn out, has that opinion changed on the way that Marianne has been removed from that brand now? For me, no. Uh, and it, it's just because I know they're waiting for a bottled and bond product, and I've yet to have one that's come out, even from a new distillery where I'm immediately turned off from the product. Um... So just having that on there is going to be kind of just a stamp of approval for me right off the bat. I will be one of those people, though, and I'll freely admit this, that I'm going to try to get as many bottles of it when it first comes out because I know that Mary Ann was the one behind it and the one distilling it. And then once it kind of rolls over into, well, you know, they, she was there for two and a half years of maturation in the warehouse or whatever, now it's kind of rolled over into somebody else. I'm going to go get another bottle and see how it compares. Let's make sure they're, you know, up to snuff. But I have to imagine it won't differ too much. 
Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to, uh, you know, stray away from it just because of that at that moment of time. Like, I'm I'm at least going to form my own opinion on, on both of those. I will say I will be uh, – the brand is definitely probably going to take a hit because she was the face. Yeah. It. And she's what brought a lot of what Castle and Key was. Uh, it was a, it was a different distillery, a whole different concept of, yeah. you know, we're really going to the nitty gritty of it's only these farmers. It's only these grains. It's from this strain from, you know, way back and like specifically yeah. for this. And so there definitely will be a change in, I think that because she was such a, she has such a great mind for those things. Right. And uh, I, I don't think that just getting anybody, one other person or anybody else, uh, it's going to change it. Lots of people in the chat also in YouTube, on YouTube rather, are saying that they are also less excited or that they are less excited yeah. about it and that they have a little bit less faith in how the product is going to turn out. My personal opinion... And I, I'm, I'm really torn between a couple of factors here. The first one is that everything that's in the barrel right now is Mary Ann's vision. Yes. Right? It's her craft. She put the work into it. And there was an end goal that she has had established that unfortunately now I don't know is ever going to be realized. Because now the... And, and this is transitioning into my, well, what if it doesn't turn out good? Idea. Now somebody else is going to come in and do one of two things. One, they could just say, well, really three things. One, they could just say, let's go ahead and push it to market, which is a huge possibility. Mm -hmm. um, two, they could say, it's good, but let's let it sit for a little while, maybe a year more. Or three... They maintain some of that vision that Marianne had, and they actually give it the time that it needs to mature, and they mm -hmm. still have that it's ready when it's ready mentality. And that would imply to me that that third option would imply to me that that would not be a, a higher up issue with Cats and Key. It would be just the fact that Marianne was ready to go and do other things. Yeah. So what's, what do you guys see as the timeline now for when Castle and Key could come out? Do you think it's like a year from now, under a year from now? When was the oh, anticipated year? 2021, Okay, I think. Um, and, and I think that that date kept getting pushed back a little bit. And again, I think that was because Marianne was saying it's not um, ready. It's not ready. Yeah, exactly. But what do you guys feel like could be, because it's May of 2019. 2021 is essentially a year and a half away. I think they would... I think they're probably going to wait until it hits that bottom of the bond mark, but I have to imagine it'll be four years in one day. I honestly... I honestly am, am, am not sure. Because you sit there and there's so many factors that go into this in, in terms of building a brand that they haven't even launched. Like, they've launched, but they haven't launched the actual bourbon product. So, you go, okay, do we stick with... It depends. Yeah. Are they going to be able to recreate what Marianne has done? 
previously? Maybe? I, I, I would argue yes. I would say. Technically, they have the same. They'll. They'll. Pro- I'm sure they have the rights to like the mash bill and like. Well, sure. That. Yeah, the grains that go into yeah. it, the amount of time that it, you know, the fermenting temperature and and everything that I mean, there's no way that she didn't. Oh yeah. Leave those notes. No doubt. But so I think they're gonna end up going. We're gonna wait till it's ready. We'll push it out. Well. We'll push it out. It'll be that product. Here's where I think it's interesting is after that first batch that Marion oversaw, seeing if if there's a big kind of fall between those two periods. Also, it depends on who they get, what the vision that person is thinking. Yeah. Because then you go, okay, well, are they totally going to switch it? If they bring a new distiller on and they all of a sudden are like, I think we should go in this direction... Yeah. Then the bourbon can totally change, and we might be waiting another, you know, eight years. I would say that uh, if that possibility you were talking about, yeah, that management wanted to get it out to market quicker, yeah. then they would be willing to probably uh, change their vision on on how it goes. Yeah. So I I think there's too many factors that you could. There's too many unknowns at this moment in time to be like, it's specifically going to be three years in one, a day or, or something like that. So, uh, Matt, Whiskey Crusaders, um, just made a good point. Or maybe not a good point. Maybe it's a, a point that we can talk about. He said, it's the money. Money is what this is always about on someone's side. That opens up the possibility that maybe it could be money about money on Marianne's side, too. Um I personally don't really feel that way. I think that if anything, it's probably more corporate greed. Um, if that is the case, but I want to I want to say one thing, and then we'll move on to a little bit more positive notes about all of this, and that would be Marion's future. But Castle and Keat currently, at, at at this stage, is left with the lack of a guiding force. And really the lack of a vision. And to have have somebody who was so dynamic and so full of excitement and vigor for not only this industry, but for the brand that she was building from nothing. And the history that went into... Castle and Key being Castle and Key. I just don't know if this can be recreated. If those same emotions or that passion can be reinstilled in somebody should they take over as the Castle and Key Master Distiller. And we're always going to go, they're no Marianne. Not necessarily about them as a distiller, but, you know, as the face of that brand. That, that is always going to happen for us. Yeah. It's impossible to recreate what she has created and helped progress the brand and the actual product uh, that she had done. I think that's that's not a, not a question. I think the bourbon will change. I think it will, too. I think this inevitably. Front, if they put out the first batch, that will be, <laughs> like, 
Marianne's batch, you know? And then yeah. if they have somebody new, I think that's when there's going to be a change of, oh, this tastes different. This isn't the same. It might be a, a similar profile, but it's not going to be what it was. Um, because you don't have that guiding hand. Yeah. I think so, too. It'd be like saying, let's take Jimmy Russell out of Wild Turkey. But that's... You have a lot of history. Yeah. I, I don't want to... And I don't want to get too morbid, but we're getting to the point where that's kind of inevitable. Well, sure. I'm just meaning... <laughs> Do you like, know, like... Yeah, I'm just meaning... The man's in his 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm just meaning, you know, you take him out, and then you go... Well, it's, the bourbon's going to change. He's had a, a lot of years. Probably not. Well, he's had a lot of years to train and yeah. and mentor people on the vision that he had. Yeah. I think right now we don't have. They don't have. She wasn't didn't have enough time to do that. Yeah, I agree. I think the big big sign that you'll probably see is. Uh, I mean, the big thing is always getting your bottle signed by the master distiller. And when that bottle first comes out, I'd almost rather have one of the Castle and Key bottles signed by Marianne and whoever's going to replace her. I mean, she, whoever you know replaces her is going to have that big of shoes to fill that they're going to want somebody else to sign their bottle than the current master distiller. That's going to be rough. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's something very weird that we've never seen before in mm-hmm. the current state of bourbon. It's a very interesting... It is. Yes. I mean, like, the only thing I can even compare it to is I would love to have, you know, some of the previous Master Stillers from Four Roses maybe sign a bottle. But that's about it. Sure. And for me, there's not enough information out right now to really form a solid opinion. I think that's fair. On what is going to happen and what happened. Yeah. You know, we haven't had any any information on the internal workings and the uh, structure that they were having. Yeah, I agree. I, am I ready. think they will be missed. She will definitely think, be missed. I think so, too. But I, I'm ready to not talk about the negativity behind all this. I think that there's a lot of really cool and good opportunity for her in the future. So positives about yes. Marianne. I want to start this one off. Uh-huh. I think that she has probably one of the most valuable things you can get in bourbon right now. Because what's popping up right now in bourbon more than anything else? Dusties. Well, it's craft distilling. Well, okay. It's huge. Dusties are huge too, but I mean, that's kind of like a, it's becoming more of a secondary thing than a primary for a lot of people. But it is something that people are trying to get more of. Oh, absolutely. palette yeah. and everything. Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, if you look at craft distilling, all of them are struggling to do exactly what she just did with Castle and Key. Yeah. They're, I mean, if somebody came to Kentucky right now and they had to pick three to five distilleries to go, I'd probably put Castle and Key in there, and they're new. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, you've got the entirety of the bourbon trail, and if you're in Frankfort, Kentucky, I'd tell you, I'm going to go check out Castle and Key. Mm-hmm. She's completely identified that brand. She's made it her own. She's even gone as far from my understanding to pick some of the specific staff she has on board so that she's not creating just another distillery but an experience. She was took full pride in making sure that it looked and felt the way that it did um, with obviously a ton of money backing it. But at the same time, 
who in their right mind is making a craft distillery without having a ton of money backing it? Right, that's a good point. So, I mean, if, you, if you're looking at, like, let's say the Rutledge Distillery that's doing all their stuff right now, great, you're making a huge, you know, production right there, but at the same time, a production is not the same as an experience, and that's what she was selling. She didn't have bourbon out yet, and she's still selling an experience. That is insane. Um, so I, I think that a lot of the craft distillers, even if, like, say she went and did the same thing Dave Pickle did, where he went around and just did consulting. Yeah. I want to put a pin in that because um, I, I, I really, really, really want to talk about Dave. Are you, is that what you're about to bring up? No. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about Dave here in a, in a, in a minute, yeah. too, because – go ahead, Kurt. I also want to just say I think that it, that – part the like the brand and the experience part mm-hmm. i think a lot of that was a collective effort of marianne the two the two other owners and uh also shout out to bullhorn because they did their brand they did well. yeah great job um, with their brand but that's yeah. the thing is so somebody think, like me that's not super invested in that stuff i just look at it as marianne but yeah for sure, your guys who have that that kind of you know background and design and stuff I'm sure you look at it as like oh well this person did a great job on the branding I'm sure Marianne didn't sit down on the computer and you know put anything in. well sure but yeah I guess I was just meaning the experience of where yo know, we have this castle we have this sitting on you know be awesome yo know, specific castle yeah specific <laughs> history I think at that point in time of the of the uh, creation of Castle and Key that's when they that's what they bought the place and I believe or they at least were talking about the place and that's when they reached out to Marianne to yeah. get that. That's so true. I think I think the overall story of it was a collective effort. I will say that I think Marianne was what was spreading that word. Yeah. And spreading that story, I think, as the face of the brand. Yeah. And that's so true. to be able to do that, that's amazing in itself as well. Yeah. And uh, so I just wanted to kind of not clear that up, but like just in addition to, yeah. Yeah. And I get that. And going back to, like you said, somebody's always motivated by money. I have to imagine people in this industry see that, that she's kind of helped build this experience with the help of others and think that is extremely valuable and I need to be in on that. So I, I can't imagine her leaving Castle and Key is going to, you know, bring on a long term of unemployment. I mean, she's going to get picked up quick. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, and let's talk to about the fact that she has said that she's trying to do more than just distilling. Mm-hmm. Okay. The the Lexington Herald Leader, uh, which is our our local newspaper, actually got a, a bit more of info than what was put out with their statements. And she was saying that she wanted to do, um, like, lifestyle stuff. I think she was trying, she was looking to get into, like, multimedia different things, like like a TV show. Mm-hmm. I mean, she would be great on Travel Channel or Food Network. She would be. Or so- something of that degree. And um, I, I think that she has the, the absolute personality for it. To be able to step into something like that while still being a face for Kentucky and for bourbon and for our, our heritage here. But I think that, and, and maybe it's just me <laughs> hoping for it, 
if she does not wind up in some capacity being the next Dave Pickerel, who builds these brands up, makes really cool and interesting things, gets associated with something, has the passion for it, has the know-how, has the drive and everything, I would be so disappointed if she did not embody some aspect of that. Yeah, she's got so much potential for that lane. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. I just, I see all of that, and I just hope that that's where that goes. Yeah. Because when Dave died, that, that, nobody's filled that hole. He left a huge hole in the bourbon industry Mm -hmm. as a consultant and as somebody who you know, really was a niche for that aspect of the bourbon industry. And we, I, we've talked about this before. I can't remember who I was having this conversation with. But, and, and it was well before Marianne left Castle and Key as well. The question was, who's going to replace Dave Pickerel? And we racked our brains. Did not know who it was going to be. We thought maybe it would have been Bryn Elliott. Couldn't maybe have been um, now. Harlan Wheatley doesn't really. Um, he's not um, fill that Nashville. Kind of mentioned it Fill that Nashville doesn't really fill that profile. Is worth really awesome. He's just not um, like the, the face enough of anything. Kind of like you were mentioning. Yeah, I could see him doing it, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think anybody really knows him well enough yeah. to make that judgment. Yeah. I, I. We just all kind of came back to Marianne. And, and I just, if, if that's not something that she has on her radar, I'd be really, really surprised. Yeah, I, I think that she is such a talent and such a once in, you know, like a very unique uh, thought process and a unique person. So, like, we all hope for that. I think that's why we've all jumped on this bandwagon of like, oh, we're really seeing the potential here. We want to see this happen. We want to see some sort of, you know, bourbon to really come out and you to build all these things. Yeah. I think one big thing that we have to think about, though, is that might not be the direction she wants to go in. And that's totally fine. And and that would, that will be like, a, ah, we were, you know, <laughs> it's like your game seven you know, the NBA finals and you're like, yes, we're going to, and then you lose the NBA finals. Like you're, you're like, ah, that's going to be so amazing. Um, but with that being said, there, there might just be different avenues that she wants to explore. And, and that's fine. And maybe it's not in the bourbon world. I don't know. That's fine. All the power to her. I mean, she is poised to be whatever she wants to be. Right. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, that, that's where I think it's exciting. I don't know where she goes from here. But I'm excited. I'll follow that. Oh, me too. Yeah. I mean, if she winds up on, on Travel Channel, I'll watch that that show every single time that it's on TV, every new episode. I'll be there for it. Yeah. You know, if she writes a book, I'll buy it up immediately. If she's making, you know, guest appearances as a speaker at events, absolutely, I'm going to go and I'm going to see her speak. Yeah. She just has that... That dynamic, magnetic personality to where you want to be involved with what she's doing mm-hmm. and you want her to succeed. That's, I think, what what we're getting at is that we want her to do really good things no matter where she goes. And unfortunately, it you know, 
her time with what we thought was going to be her brand for a long time, that got cut short. Yeah. But it opened up so many doors for her. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you guys want to see from her then? I've already kind of said what I want to see from her, but what do you all want to see? The consulting thing and the travel channel show would be amazing. I think that would be great fits you know, for her. I, I honestly just want to see her go into, you know, a distillery that maybe is making good product but isn't getting highlighted, and go in there, make it a brand, and if she, you know, spends three or four years there and it becomes a staple and wherever it's at, move on to the next one and do it over again. I mean, that that would be amazing. I mean, the consulting things more of like, you know, let me give you a couple of pointers. I'll come, come, you know, be at your distillery for six, eight months, see how it goes. But I mean, like for her to just pilot another brand, build it up. Yeah. Heck, maybe even find somebody else that's willing to restore another like classic distillery and head that up. That'd be great. Um, she can do anything though. I mean, I really, I have no doubt that she can get into any avenue she wants and really make it her own. So it's, I'm just excited to see what she does. I think that I could definitely see her going into, you know, Coming in and and being kind of like, hey, this product that we want to create, like we want you to kind of set the foundation on some of this. I can see her being like a consultor, like a consulting person that somebody goes, hey, already established brands or like coming up brands, stuff like that. I can definitely see that uh, be an avenue for her. And you know the, the I could shows would be cool. I don't think that's really in the cards right now. Um, maybe further down the line. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I, I'm I'm on a very you know set of we don't have enough information yet to even come okay, up with all, it. It's all speculation. All that's speculation. Where yeah. Uh, but I think that the consulting kind of Dave Pickroll kind of role yeah. is really fits her. I know it's kind of a cop-out to say this, but maybe a little cheesy. I just want her to succeed in whatever she does, and I want her to be happy doing it. If she wasn't happy at Castle and Key, that's fine. You're allowed to make that decision to go on and do something else. She has so much to offer. That's the core of it. Yeah. And... When the time comes for her to announce her next big thing, I hope that it's successful for her. That's it. And I hope it's her. And I hope it has something to do with it. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that that's all something that we can kind of agree on, too, is that we hope that there is some bourbon aspect to it Yeah. when the time comes. But if there isn't, fine. Again, that's her choice. That's her decision to, that, that she's made to spread her wings and fly and do something else yeah so anyway if there's one request I could have Marianne if you're listening um can we get a barrel pick of Castle and Key when it comes out from her oh heck yeah that would be amazing could you imagine a Marianne barrel pick like she went in she hand selected what she wanted the product to be and when it should come out of the barrel (laughs) yeah (laughs) another thing would be nuts no doubt
and I hope you enjoyed our little conversation that we had about Marianne and what's been going on with her over the past couple of weeks. Not uh, going to do tips and bits uh, since this is just a bonus episode, but we will go ahead and say, first and foremost, thank you all so much for listening to this bonus episode. I know that there's been a lot swirling around in the bourbon sphere about Marianne, and this is just kind of our take on it. This was our take on it, and I hope that you know we, we spoke true to some people's feelings about her that you know th- this is a you know like i said a transition period not just for her but for us in terms of how we view you know what a master distiller can be in the bourbon industry and i think she's she's kind of redefining that even though she's no longer technically a master distiller you know she's a new face for bourbon and there's a lot more that she has to offer in this world. So anyway, we're going to get out of here. But before we do, uh, social media plugs, guys. Hi, I'm on Instagram at MyBourbonFinder. Give me yes. a follow. We're doing a little bit more than we used to. And uh, I'll try to remind you guys of uh, upcoming streams if we do them different times and that kind of thing. We'll get it out there. On Instagram, I'm KurtCon. And on uh, Twitter, Kurt underscore Con 15. Yeah, you are. I am at PReader1492 on my personal accounts. If you'd like to follow up with the show, though, on social media, it is at MyBourbonPod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Give us a five-star rate and review on iTunes. That really does help out with us becoming more visible to the public. That is a big thing that we're trying to push a little bit more here right now. BourbonShop.Threadless.com is where you can find all of our apparel and merch. Has some new stuff going up there all the time. It's been a lot of fun. You can join our Facebook group as well. Just search for This My Bourbon Group. And you get to be fun, a part rather of a really fun community that, you know, we keep saying it's growing and growing. And it's growing and growing. And growing and growing and growing. And it just gets more fun every day. And then, of course, if you would like to become a patron of the show, you can head to patreon.com slash Podcast For as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show and it really does mean a lot to us. Of course, there is no pressure in you heading over there and becoming a patron of the show. But again, it does help us out, uh, even just a little bit. I think that about does it for this bonus episode. We will see you next time. But until then, I'm Perry. I'm Curtis. And I'm Swan. And this is my Bourbon Podcast bonus episode. Bye, y'all. Bye.